you're listening to How I See It, hosted by Han. You guessed it, that's me. I am here to motivate and inspire you with guests from all different industries and backgrounds. So get ready for personal stories of success, of growth, full of highs and lows, and of course, unapologetic realness. This is How I See It. Okay, I'm so excited because I have Morgan on the podcast today. And Morgan Tedeschi is a functional nutritionist, holistic health coach, and breathwork facilitator. And I actually met Morgan at an event that I recently went to, right? What was the event for again? Do you remember? Yeah, it was like, um, what was it called? It was called Rise and Shine. Rise and Shine. It was like this health and wellness event. And Morgan led a breathwork exercise. And I'm so like, not that I'm not not into it it's more so I just know nothing about breath work I've never been a meditator and so I was like I need to have Morgan on and just do a whole sesh on like breath work meditation healing and how it all works because I am like I know nothing about it heck yeah so welcome thank you so much I'm so excited to be here and Seneca is such a beautiful yeah I know it's so nice that um our souls were able to connect I know and how was the breath for you it was good it was my breath yes it was my first time and we're gonna jump into that I want you to explain like everything okay (laughs) I have so many questions for you but I first want to start out with just your story, like how yeah. you even, like where you grew up, how it started, how you even got into this in like the first place. I'm sure you have like a whole health and healing oh, journey. Yes, like anyone that kind of gets into this like healing and wellness space, I feel like we have our own kind of struggles um, that bring us yeah. to our passion um, to help other people with their own. So yeah, I, I grew up in Boston. I have been in Boston uh, for the first 24 years of my life. Wow. And I just moved to San Diego in October. Um, um, I never want to leave. Oh my gosh, you seem like such a San Diego. Really? Like I couldn't even like I picture you in Boston. Yeah. No, I'm an East Coast girl. I love that. Um, but yeah, grew up in Boston. I went to college in Boston. Um, grew up relatively healthy, like super into sports. Yeah. Um, I mean, I grew up on the standard American diet, which we yeah. all do. So it wasn't like I was like eating all this organic food. Um, but yeah, I grew up relatively healthy and I was a D1 athlete. I played lacrosse in college and during my freshman year of college, I started getting a lot of sinus infections and that's so interesting. Yeah. Just it, like randomly. it was just like out of the blue. Okay. Um, so I, of course, like went to the doctor and they prescribed me medication, um, to get rid of the sinus infections. Um, because that's always first line of defense mm-hmm. for the doctors. And so I took some pretty powerful and long rounds of medication and like antibiotics, antibiotics. Okay. And it essentially like shot my gut microbiome and flora so like it killed majority of my good bugs um and bacteria and it allowed the bad to flourish and yeah and we've I've had a functional medicine coach on the pod before and she's talked about just like how bad antibiotics are for you it's crazy how much we don't even know I didn't even know this I I hadn't like no knowledge about gut health or like just the microbiome or like how antibiotics are literally like just like disrupting you apart our flora which is like the most important and vital thing for our health um and our vitality so anyways um 
freshman in college, not tapped in and listening to my body whatsoever. Yeah. So of course I was like, the antibiotics were kind of eating me up inside and I was going to the bathroom all the time. I like, my stomach was in so much pain. Um, I felt super fatigued and nauseous, but I was like, I can't skip my 5.30 lift and conditioning and practice and drinking and yeah. school and all the things. Cause I'm like, I was such a perfectionism, go, go, go. Like yeah. no need to rest. Um, and and that, you're a D1 athlete? Yes. Okay. So that masculine energy, that yeah. go, 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 um, wound me up in the hospital for a wow. month. I was in the ICU for five days. Um, oh my gosh. How, like, yes. Why? What happened? <laughs> so I, I mean, like, we kind of know what happened. Yeah. But. So like one Sunday morning after like going out and drinking, I like couldn't get out of bed all day. I was like in so much pain. Um, and I ended up going to the bathroom and like passing out. So I was taken to health services on campus and I was like screaming, crying. Like I was like, I'm going to die. Like, I don't know what's going on. And they were like, get this girl to the hospital. So I went to the hospital. They did like a lot of CAT scans on my stomach and they were like, holy shit, get this girl to the ICU. Like, Oh my gosh. There could be like a system shutdown going on right now. So I get to the ICU. They do more copious skims and they're like her colon is so infected that we might have to remove it and if <gasps> we do there's a 50 percent chance that this girl will live because the infection could spread to my other organs and cause a shutdown oh my gosh so my were par- you in shock oh yeah i i mean i honestly this time is like so blacked out for me because i was in so much pain but like my parents live in florida half the year so they literally got a call from the icu being like yo you, you gotta you gotta <laughs> like your daughter's in her on her deathbed yeah, and they were like wait what like they had no idea because like i just don't like i didn't talk about it i was just like I was yeah just going everyday life well, um, and especially like I have had a lot of gut health us- health issues in the past and like I have celiac and like mm-hmm. I just you come to a pl- like a point where like you're just so comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. You've given up on trying to figure out what's going on and you just accept it. Yeah. And like for me, like the symptoms, like the intense symptoms were only happening for like a week. So I was like, or mm-hmm. a week and a half maybe. And I was they like, were off and on. Yeah. And I was like, it's just food poisoning or something that's like lingering. It'll go away. Yeah. No, it didn't. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and the body will wake you up if if you don't listen to it. So yeah. it it gave me its like halt and was like, you better listen to me. Otherwise you're going down sister. Um, so yeah, I, I thankfully didn't have to get my colon removed and they were like so unsure of like what even happened. Wow. Um, so then they found out that I had a C. difficile infection. It's called C. diff in the hospital. Um, but they were all the doctors and practitioners and the GI department was so confused because C. diff is like typically contracted with like within the older population in hospitals. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was just like they found out that like the antibiotics I was taking like essentially just like made my system at such like low immunity that this this virus and this bacteria wow. and this infection was able to like really flourish. Wow, um, that's insane. Yeah. So I spent the month in the hospital. I couldn't eat or drink. It was like. A whole it, month? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. So I that's missed, insane. like, the beginning of my lacrosse season. I lost so much weight because I couldn't eat or drink. I was, like, in so much pain. My parents were, like, sleeping next to me. Um, it was, yeah, it was something I wouldn't wish upon my worst um, enemy, yeah. but also a time that I would never take back because it's propelled me into what I'm doing today. Yeah. Like, after the hospital, I was, like, I am never taking another day for granted, and, um, my coaches, my friends, my family were like, just take the rest of the semester off. Like, you need to go home and recoup. Like, yeah. this, this is traumatic. Yeah. What just happened to you? And um, 
So I was like, no, 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 like very Virgo, very like committed. <laughs> um, I was like, that's I'm how going I am back too. To, yeah, I was like, I'm going back to school no matter what. Like, I'm gonna gain back the weight, the endurance, the strength, the catching up with school. So I did that. Um, and in the process, I started to develop all these other symptoms that I never had before. So if you look at IBS on WebMD, I had probably <laughs> every symptom. Chronic bloating. I was bloated like from the moment I woke up to the moment I went to bed. I had so much debilitating fatigue and I mean, I was waking up so early but and going to bed late and yeah. doing all the things, but it was like, it was fatigue that was just different. Um, I had anxiety for the first time. I got diagnosed with ADHD. I had acid reflux so bad I would go on runs and would have to stop because it was so painful. Um, so just going through such ebbs and flows of gut and hormonal imbalance, um, which I know now, but I had no idea when I yeah. was like in it. So I was going around um, to all of the best GI doctors in Boston. That's where they reside. Yeah. I was doing like all the tests, the scans, the scopes, and they were all like, it all looks normal. I'm like, guys, you're like, <laughs> I'm not normal. I, I am literally 21. I can't wear a crop top because I'm like, yeah. my stomach is rock hard. Dude, yeah, I get it. Like, 110%. Cause I feel like people just want you to like, they don't care. Yeah. They're just like, well, are you stressed? Like, are you eating well? I'm like, that doesn't help though. Like in the long yeah. run, like it does, but like little by little. So anyways, I was kind of just like bouncing around from doctor to doctor, like just being told everything was fine, normal rainbows and butterflies. I would cry after every appointment. And like my mom, yeah, cause it's so frustrating. Yeah, she was a saint and she would be with me and she'd be like, just as kind of like at a loss for words as I was when we'd be pulling out of the appointments. What is going on here? Why am I being You're gaslit? obviously like, not I'm normal. Not crazy. <laughs> but I began to thought I was like, going crazy because yeah. no one believed me mm -hmm. and like when you're like relatively skinny and but then like you're like complaining of this bloat and people just don't really believe you because you can like hide it and yeah so anyways I was like I will start doing these like restrictive diets that the doctors are telling telling me about that are going to help my gut and reduce the inflammation so I was like are you familiar with the FODMAP diet low FODMAP <sighs> have you done no, that okay no. so it's like this restrictive diet that um, to just try and figure out what yeah what is so making you like, upset. So FODMAP, well, high FODMAP foods are foods that like digest super quickly in the gut, so they can like make you bloat and they can like irritate the stomach. So that's why like when there's any sort of elimination diet and there's like gut issues, low FODMAP is kind of like thrown in your face. So I was trying to do that without guidance from a coach or um, practitioner, like in the college dining halls, while I was like. <laughs> exercising three hours a day oh my and god trying to manage all the things so that quickly um got me into an eating disorder which I actually didn't know was an eating disorder until I was like out of it yeah um, I started my wellness account um when I was a junior in college um and I'll get back to that in a sec but um when I was like just scrolling one day, I saw this um, coach talk about orthorexia and how it's an eating disorder. And I was like, what is orthorexia? I've never heard of that. And I was like looking at all the signs and symptoms and she was talking about her journey. And I was like, holy shit, I had orthorexia. Like I, I didn't even know I was like dealing with such like horrible, yeah. like disorder. And break eating. down what that is. Yeah. So orthorexia is essentially an obsession with clean eating. Yeah. So I was like doing the low FODMAT diets. I was like, trying to do no sugar, no gluten, no dairy, no corn, no soy, like no seed oils. Like I like everything that was like revolving around in my head, like had to do with like food and like the quality yeah. of it. And I totally resonate with you on that. Yeah. I've actually never opened up on socials about this too much, mm. but I also, same thing. It's so common. I have been 
like obsessed with this kind of stuff my Mm -hmm. entire life. Like I can't even remember a moment that I wasn't so hyper aware of my body and what it looked like and what I was eating. And I started saying a functional medicine coach recently, actually Mm. this year, because it was a huge part of my healing journey of finally being like, I have been taking so much time the last four years to put into my mental health. Like I need to do the same thing for this Mm -hmm. too. Like I'm tired of like living like this, you know what I mean? And so I, she told me the same thing. She's like, you may, cause I kind of like went in, like, I don't, I don't have an eating disorder. Like I've, I'm not starving myself. I'm not making myself throw up. And like, you know, I have a lot of people in my life who actually have struggled with things like anorexia or bulimia, Mm -hmm. but she was like, no, you have, you have this obsession with like rules and food and things, and you're restricting yourself for no reason. And it was so eye opening. Yeah. And I honestly, like, I don't even know a percentage, but it's a high percentage. Like, no, of yeah. women that are, like, dealing with some sort of disordered eating patterns or just, like, ways of thinking. I would argue that if we put, like, five women in a room, that, like, four of them oh, are. Yeah. I don't know. There's no scientific data behind that. Yeah. That's just a no. little hypothesis. Yeah. But I would say that. It's a that. good one. It's a good one because I would also say that, too. And um, when I started opening up about my journey with food and how I've had a really rocky relationship with it and – it all started from a place of like, I'm so desperate to heal and like, yeah. I'm going to use food. I'm going to control food because it's the only thing I can control on this journey because I can't control that how makes I'm feeling sense. and what doctors are telling me. So I'm just going to manipulate and control food. Um, and it wasn't until I kind of like was forced to get out of it because I was like, actually told by coaches like you need to gain weight in order to be on this team and I was so denial like I had some like friends and family approach me about it and I was like no like it's fine and I was like I'm just losing weight because my gut can't absorb the food and all the things and it's like the things that you tell yourself um like you just like you just make true in your mind but like deep down I I knew that like my relationship with food was not healthy Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna lie I'm still regaining peace from it because when you restrict yourself from so long the body gets into to a state of like scarcity and like just like being so scared yeah um and when the body doesn't feel safe um because it's like when is the next meal coming like when are yeah. we gonna be fed when are we gonna be nourished mm-hmm. um and that can lead to binging so it's like this like restrict totally binge cycle that um can take years to um to heal and when I really started getting into breath work I was like really tapping into it to help me with my relationship with food because I was like I feel like I have control in a lot of things in my life now and food is still kind of like up and down while I was navigating just like trying to like figure things out and like constantly like listening to podcasts books like I'm trying to like research and like learn about the gut I started um to kind of change um direction obviously these conventional and western medicine doctors don't know what the hell's going on in my body like I need to take charge like IBS is not going to be my story I'm not going to be stuck in this victim mentality of like I feel like shit and accept it like you said talked about earlier like I truly feel like people have horrible painful periods they're bloated they have like no sex drive their their hair is thinning and falling out they have no energy and they're like it's just a part of being a woman I'm like no it's not like it is literally like our innate ability to be able to be healthy and nourished and like magnetic and not having to have to deal with like all of these symptoms that degrade our quality of life. I love that. I absolutely love that. Mic drop. Yeah, literally (laughs) literally mic drop. 
Um, so so at what point were you like, I'm going to make this into my business? Like I can help women. Like I'm going to take yeah. charge and actually just turn this into a full blown, like not only lifestyle, but business. Yeah. So when I kind of just was like with the car, I was like, <laughs> I'm going to go to the woo woo shit. I'm going to go to the functional, the integrative, the holistic. I love that. Like the I love that we call people. it. I love that we call it woo woo shit. Like it's like, yeah. there's no other well, word. I mean, I feel like the, like woo woo is not even considered woo woo on the west coast because people are so yeah. up and on the east yeah. coast people are like what is that yeah and like it's not something that i didn't grow up in a family where like these non-traditional things were like the norm you know yeah I wish well even was, with even with me how i told you like i'm kind of skeptical of like meditation and yeah. breath work it's just it's not something i was ever yeah. introduced to and you need to like see it and feel it and embody it to believe it sometimes exactly. and that was me too like i was kind of a skeptic but also like if there's you're so desperate for healing yeah. so I of course opened my mind I went down this route and I saw my first functional medicine practitioner and was just like telling her about my whole journey and what I've been going through and she like looked me in the eyes and she was like I don't care how many people you have gone to see like I like your body is so out of balance like I'm acknowledging that I'm so sorry for what you've been through and like I am going to help you heal. And like, I literally, my mom, my mom and I both started crying in the session and we were like, I never felt so like supported and validated. Like I was like literally thinking I was crazy for two and a half years. For sure. Um, so when my mom and I hopped in the car, she was like, I just know you're going to be doing something like this someday and like giving women hope that have lost it. Um, when it comes to the health and I was just like, ha ha. Yeah. Like I just was just like, I don't see that in my future. I was like a communications major and health was never like on my radar. I didn't have a job yet. Um, and I was like interviewing for like tech sales and recruiting and all the things that like student athletes are kind of just like bred into. And, um, I got a few offers from companies and my soul was like, don't do it. And I didn't know why, but the next like week I, the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, which is like the biggest health coaching school, like has kind of always been in my sphere and in my radar while I was in school. I just never had time. And I was like, it's time. Like, this is a sign. There was like a, there was some sort of discount. I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to ask my parents if they can just loan me the money. Like I have to do this. And then I was like going through the program and I was like, I'm way too passionate about this to just do it like for myself or like as a side gig. Yeah. Um, so then I enrolled to get my master's in functional nutrition, which I like just finished. It was a three year program. And then along the way, like I've just been obsessed with like alternative ways of healing the mind, the body and the soul altogether. So I got my yoga teacher training. I got certified in Reiki and integrative energy therapy, um, muscle testing, like just like I, you I went ca- for it. I call myself like a course and certification collector because like I'm I obsessed with learning and I'm also a manifesting generator. So like I get obsessed with things in different periods of my life. Um, but I'm doing it so I can alchemize everything that I'm passionate about, everything I'm learning about, everything that I'm integrating, embodying in my own healing journey so that I can help clients heal at such a deeper, yeah. um, more impactful way that's not just diet and lifestyle. So there's just so much energetics behind dis-ease. And I say like dis-ease, not like disease. My therapist says yes, that. Because yeah, it's like the same way. Yeah, it's just like you're not in alignment yeah. um, and you're not at ease in your body or your mind if it's mental your soul so there's the like energy. the mind body and soul are not connected exactly That's, yes it's like dis-ease yes love it and that was what was happening with me like I I nailed the diet um I was when I was getting into mindfulness I was like kind of nailing the the mind in a way but then the soul part wasn't there like 
all of them have to come together in order to like create harmony and to like yeah. actually have that like sustainable health and happiness and joy and abundance that we all desire. So yeah. Also, I feel like when you've experienced such significant healing in your life, mm -hmm. like you're almost on this high. And especially if your intuition is telling you, like pushing you to like be almost a spokesperson for it, you can't help become obsessed and want to share this like wealth of knowledge with tons and tons of people. hundred percent. Yeah. And it's like, it was crazy to me. I So like I said, I was just posting recipes. My Instagram was called The Smiling Gut at the time because it was all about like gut health. And when I was in IAN, I was like, I, they talk about just like sharing your story and being vulnerable. Yeah. So I started talking about how I like almost died from an infection from antibiotics, like how like I had an eating disorder, how I still struggle with food, how I struggle with my relationship with my body, with working out, with like myself, like yeah. just being with myself. And like the amount of people that were like, holy shit, like, are you in my mind? Like, yep. I, I talked about my struggles with drinking alcohol. Like there was just so many things that I was opening up about that I was like, who is this girl? Like I would have never thought like six months ago or a year ago that I'd be like so vulnerable to like mm -hmm. all these random people. And of course, like you open yourself up for trolls and for people to be like, just kind of criticizing you in your journey. Yeah. But I was like, I need to do it for that one person who's, life is going to be touched by this video or this caption. Exactly. Um, so just like the more vulnerable I got about my own story, I feel like the more my following grew and people started to want to work with me who had struggled with bloating or struggled with their gut or struggled with hormonal and had gone to all the doctors, done all the things, but like still there was something lingering and the yeah. needle was not moved at the pace that it had to be. Well, yeah. And especially like you're being so vulnerable and real that like people are automatically going to trust you. And like you face so much rejection in doctor's offices that like, they're going to be like, this girl knows what she's talking about. And that she knows how I feel. Therefore she's going to help me and understand what I've been through. It's the same reason why I decided to become so vulnerable on Instagram and TikTok, And now with the podcast, being human and showing the human allows for not only like open conversation, connection, trust, but like, I, I truly believe it's what allows a business to flourish. People want to work with people 100%. who are showing up as themselves. A hundred percent. And like being human is messy, but it's like, it's also so beautiful. And like, mm -hmm. we're all going through such similar things in such different ways. Mm -hmm. And like, I feel like the more that we can like come together, especially as women, like there's so much power when women are being vulnerable and they're like supporting each other and lifting yeah. each other up. Like, damn, like there's, there's truly no stopping us. I truly believe that. And like, uh, along the years like when I had my spiritual awakening and getting into the energetics and like my spirit guides and channeling and downloads and working with all these healings and doing plant medicine I have like truly been able to tap into my soul and I've realized my my disconnect with my soul with my true self but also not expressing this again quote unquote woo woo side of me yeah. has been has played a part in me not being able to fully heal because yeah I was like I wasn't acknowledging the shadowy parts of me and I wasn't shining lights um, on like the darker things that we don't really want to look at, totally. which I think it's like there needs like being a human is such a duality of emotions and personalities and all the things. And when we can honor all parts of us, all facets of our being, the easier it is to heal because we're not denying ourselves from who we are. You I know? love that. I absolutely love that. I think that a huge part of my healing journey, especially on the mental health side, was mm. like acknowledging that I was violating my conscience. Like mm. I wasn't in alignment with like my conscience, my soul, my yes. body, my mind. And like coming back to that 
is what allows for healing. Mm -hmm. And I want you to jump into all the different ways that we can't do all of them today, but your top couple things. And I first want you to get into like breath work and connecting in that way. Yeah. How someone may be listening to all of this right now being like, this girl's inspiring as fuck. Yeah. I love all this, but how does this even work? Like what does a session look like? What, how does breath work contribute to inner healing? Yeah. Um, I'll let you talk because I have no idea. Yeah, totally. Just jump in. Breath work for dummies. I want to go back to like, what are like a few things that people can do that are like on this healing journey? So I would make it simple. Do one thing for your mind, one thing for your body, one thing for your soul. Again, like that's coherence. Yeah. So like for your mind, like you need to start really being aware and paying attention to what you are saying to yourself because thoughts become things. Totally. And we have around like 80,000 thoughts a day. 90% 90% of those are repeated from the day before. Yeah. So if we continue to think the same horrible, shitty, degrading thoughts about ourselves, it's going to keep us in a state of dis-ease. It's going to keep us small, stuck, and not allowing us to like be in the careers we want, to have the bodies we want, to have the relationships we want. Totally. So really bring awareness to your thoughts. And like I learned this method, the choose again method from Gabby Bernstein. I share with all my clients, and it was super helpful for me when I started to be like, I can take ownership for my life, but it like, it actually needs to start with my thoughts. So like the first step is like being aware of a thought. If it's negative, if it's disempowering, like aware of it. Number two, like thinking that thought and just acknowledging that like, it's not an alignment, but it came up for a reason. I'm going to be with it. I'm going to lean into it. And then three, like just finding a more empowering thought. It doesn't have to go zero to a hundred. Like I hate myself till I love myself. But if you can like meet yourself where you are and just have gratitude for your body instead of hating it yeah. and like focusing on, um, on function rather than form. We, I've talked so much on the podcast about like how the way affirmations have contributed to my healing journey yeah. because I realized how horribly I was talking to myself 24 mm-hmm. yeah. seven. And I've really tried to work on becoming like the observer. Like I will listen to a thought and I'm like, where did that even come yeah. from? And instead of giving into it, more questioning it. Yeah. And we talk about it all the time on the, I talked about it actually in the last two podcast episodes ago about how self-awareness is such an exercise. Mm -hmm. You really have to push yourself and really get yourself to a place where you're like really training yourself to become the observer. We talk to ourselves so negatively all the time and we don't even realize how much we're doing it. And when I tell people like, when they ask me like, okay, like what's the biggest thing you did during your healing journey? It's like, I affirmed myself all the time. And they're like, well, that takes so much effort. It's like, well, not really. If you think about it, you're negatively affirming yourself 24 seven. So you're just trying to do the opposite. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people don't realize how powerful that is and how like that's a, the main way you can rewire your thoughts. A hundred percent. And like you said, like that awareness is a muscle you need to strengthen. Totally. Like you can go to the gym and strengthen your actual muscles, but like we need to be strengthening those mental muscles too. And yeah. like actually becoming aware forgiving and moving forward in more a powering way. And um, how does that apply? Like, how do you, I know you just said that like breath work is a huge way you can do that. Like how? Yeah. So that's also what I wanted to talk about too. Um, the difference between top down healing to bottom up. Love so that. affirmations are top down. So we're like, we're at the mind level Yeah. and we are living from our subconscious mind, which was created from ages zero to seven. So all the memories, all the experiences, all oh the God. traumas, <laughs> they are what's ruling and living our life. So as adults, we're living from these younger versions of ourselves. And if we had dealt with a lot of bigger T trauma, whether it was with parents or death of loved ones, um, or just other more drastic things that deeply 
like dictates how we see and perceive the world and others. If we are living in a body that's holding on to a lot of trauma and we're just feeding ourselves like affirmations, sometimes it doesn't sink into the subconscious mind. And like the 95% of like how we think, how we act, how we behave, how we respond is from the subconscious. So if we're just working with the conscious, which is affirmations on the mind level. So the affirmation doesn't get into the body, which is the most important thing for it to like hold true. So interesting. So that is top down. It's like working with just the mind. And then bottom up is breath work. Things that start in the body. Because in order to actually heal or to feel our best self, we need to get the body on the same page. Because the mind forgets the traumas, like everything that has happened over the years. Pro, pro disassociator over here. Yeah, girl. (laughs) The body remembers everything. Yeah, body keeps score. The body keeps the score and it stays in the subconscious mind. So in order to reprogram the mind, the body, and the soul together, we have to tap into the subconscious mind, which is the body. Okay. So the breath work that I'm obsessed with, um, it's called conscious connected breathing or triaxial breathing. Um, Essentially, it's one inhale into the belly. (gasps) pull it up through the chest and release. So it's all through the mouth, conscious and connected. So it sounds like this. You experienced it. I, and I want to talk about your experience in a little bit, but essentially um, meditation is for like anchoring you in the present moment, for getting you in the now, for helping with your mental clarity. This breath work specifically, and most breath works are geared towards transformation. And it's also getting deep into the pockets of that trauma and that stagnation and just the stored memories and emotions, bringing them up to the surface so that we can release them. So cool. So like we're going back like years and years decades and decades and sometimes we're bringing up generational trauma that's like been in our body because yeah. that stays because we're all karmic and cosmic beings so when you lead your clients in this breath work are they thinking about something specific are they just trying to be calm and clear what does that part look like yeah so that's also a huge difference between meditation and breath work because okay. i don't know about you i mean i when my spiritual journey started, I was like an avid meditator. I meditated, I did transcendental meditation. So I meditated 20 minutes for twice a day. But for people that are, I think people are so intimidated by meditation because when they try it, they're like, my thoughts are going crazy. I can't think straight, blah, blah, blah. So like you're still in the mind. Um, And it takes practice. Again, this is all like muscles that we want to strengthen if we want to do so. Um, With practice with meditation, you can begin to quiet the mind and get more tapped into the soul. But the cool thing about breath work, I say breath work is for for people that say they can't meditate because breath work within five minutes unhooks the mind and gets you in the body. Love that. So your mind's not even involved. It's not thinking. At first it is. It's going to tell you, stop, slow down. Why did you show up today? Like, this is too hard. But then finally you reach this like threshold where the mind literally just like goes offline and we start to work in here, which Super is like cool. why there's so much power and which is why we can like bring up all that gunk, all those like layers, all like the 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 shield of protection around our heart and like let it go with the exhales Um, so so you're getting deeper and deeper into yourself so would you start a session with someone like this or would you end it like this we talk about intentions so like what are you trying to bring into your life what are you trying to clear from your life what's really alive for you today um and then i personalize like music and playlists so anyways, we start with intentions and then um, I anchor clients into their body with just some like normal 
grounding um, breaths. Then we're like infusing the meditation in this grounding and then we get into the active breath. And that is the journey. That's the experience. Wow. People can like have tingles their temperature can change they might get tetany which is like lobster claws it's like when we open the heart then it clamps the the fingers um we can like we can see things we can feel things like you get into different dimensions wow yeah so like you can get we're, we're all living in the 3d reality but you can get to 45d 60 um depending on where you are and like your consciousness journey but um yeah like you can get to access i mean um accelerated levels of consciousness like the benefits of breathwork just like it blows me away. So and from like a scientific perspective, I watched, I looked at your Instagram, and you connect a lot of breathwork to like the vagus nerve. Mm, yeah. Is that how you say it? Yep. Mm-hmm. How is that connected? Like, what is that? Can you speak to that a little bit too? Absolutely. Yeah. So the vagus nerve is the longest nerve in our body, and it's like the most important nerve to like nourish in order to like feel mentally and physically here okay. <laughs> and alive and yeah. vibrant. Um, so very important. Yeah. So the vagus nerve connects the brain to the gut. Um, and if we have poor vagal tone, then our body is kind of in this state of chronic fight or flight and it yep. isn't able to like handle the daily stresses that we're all kind of immersed in. Now, unfortunately, a lot of our bodies are in this state of feeling so unsafe when woman if we're over exercising we're under fueling we're like constantly being perfectionists and people pleasers like we do things that make our body feel unsafe and when we do so that results in poor bagel tone so again which like, results in we, bad gut health as well yeah, so okay it, like it really deteriorates our gut health and i say like the gut is the queen of the castle and if the if the queen isn't happy she's gonna take the whole kingdom down with it so yep. when i love that yeah, metaphor so when we have <laughs> poor bagel tone it can create a leaky gut and when we have a leaky gut it can um open up the walls of the gut and then all these like stresses and toxins can get into our bloodstream and cause inflammation in our body and this is the same for like maybe unresolved trauma too Mm, okay oh yeah so how does breath work so breath work contributes to healing the vagal nerve yes Okay, cool. Yes. Well, it's all about getting our body into a state of parasympathetic mode, which is in the rest and digest. So then sympathetic, which most of us are running on, we're running <laughs> on fumes, we're in the fight or flight. So breath work like gets us into, um, like I said, the rest and digest. And that's like the only way that our body can like truly heal at its most optimal pace. So when so we crazy. do this breath work, like we're bringing in endorphins into the bloodstream at like a very quick capacity the endorphins like come up to our hypothalamus and that's what kind of like unhooks the mind and gets us into the body and then when we're there we can activate that parasympathetic mode wow so cool i'm like thinking like i need to try this yes we need to do a sash because it's crazy like people don't know this stuff or they hear it and they think it's like woo-hoo-hoo, you know? So what would you say to the person that's maybe skeptical or maybe there's like, how do I even like do that? Maybe they can't see you. Maybe they don't have the resources to like, what's something people can start to practice to get comfortable with this? Yeah. I mean, I think for any skeptic, like you just have to try it. Like I, I have friends that are like, they've been seeing me on this breathwork journey and they're like, they're just like, oh yeah. Like you're probably just like, (sighs) like, guys, like this is like, they call it a journey or experience. Like I, so I got introduced from about breathwork cause I saw this thing on my Instagram feed that was like, do the psychedelic breathwork experience with literally just your breath. And I was like, 
I don't know what the hell that is, but I need that. You're like, I'm so, curious. Yeah. So like when I have friends that actually like will come to my like live things that I do and they try the breath for the first time, they call me after and they're like, dude, like, what you're like, I didn't know I could that? do that. They're like, what was that? So for the skeptics out there, like try it, Just yeah. try it. Um, and there's stuff on your Instagram yeah, too. Yeah. So I have like a breathwork membership that, um, people, it's like $20 a month. Um, and people can just like do it at their own, um, their own pace and like be guided. But also you can do this breath alone if you want. Again, it's just like one inhale through the belly, through the chest and release all through the mouth, conscious and connected. Um, but if you're like just starting your breath work journey, um, I would say start with the box breath. So inhaling for a count of four, holding at the top for four, exhaling for four, holding at the bottom for four and repeating. So like that's again, like, getting, and that is something you do in the morning at night. You can do when you are in the car, when you're in the grocery store, you can literally do it whenever you're feeling anxious, when you're having trouble sleeping, when you're triggered, like just like manipulating the breath to work in a different way is so powerful to get us locked into the present moment, but more specifically to get us out of that fight or flight sympathetic mode gotcha. into the parasympathetic. Um, even just diaphragmatic breathing, which is literally just eight in counts into the belly and eight exhale, eight seconds to exhale out the um, out the mouth. Just like in, just deep in and out because... I'm going to have you do one at the end, like yeah, we talked about. absolutely. And like, We'll send people on their way. Good. Yeah, <laughs> no, as we should, but like bring awareness to your breath like and ask yourself like am I going throughout my days like not breathing or like super shallow breathing or am I like deep breathing and intentional breathing because if you're like shallow and like just running around like that just shows that your body's stressed so if you can just like literally just take three deep breaths like whenever you feel stressed like oh my god it's just going to be such a lifesaver for you yeah I really tried to work on the last few months just taking moments to pause Mm -hmm. I'm so bad at it because I'm always just go 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 fight or flight like Mm -hmm. so intense all the time and like even though I've worked a lot through my anxiety like Mm -hmm. I still have like this human like masculine energy anxiety where it's just like one thing's to the next one thing's to the next and like I don't just take moments to like stay calm Mm -hmm. I think it's why I have a hard time falling asleep at night too I'm just like so wound up so tapped in like all the time yeah so I feel like I'm really gonna try doing this like you've inspired me yeah like literally just do it like randomly like I said like if you're just like in the car and you're just like thinking about all the things and you feel like your heart rate is like pumping you're like I need to calm about this like literally just be like okay can I breathe literally for a minute straight just like pay attention to the cadence and the depths that with I breathe and then just go back to listening to your music and throughout your day like I love that it's just like little moments of presence and mindfulness really add up and like really begin to nourish our system and let our body know again this is all like sustainable little habits like over time that we are safe and that like we don't our body doesn't have to always be on like hyper um fixation mode so this isn't a smooth transition but there are two things i wanted you to talk about today Mm -hmm. um two more things you've already dropped some serious (laughs) knowledge um I wanted you to talk a little bit about, I know you had mentioned like already when you were talking about what you do, shadow work and inner child mm-hmm. work. People hear those terms a lot, have no idea what they mean. Yeah. Like a lot of people, I know a bit about it cause I've done some of it in therapy, but I feel like people just yeah. hear these words all the time and they're like too scared to ask or they just like assume what it is. 100%. What kind of work does that involve? What does it mean? Yeah. Shadow work and inner child work for dummies. Inner child just goes back to the subconscious mind that we are living majority of our lifetime and that was created from ages zero to seven. So for example, like 
if you like painted this beautiful thing when you were like four or five years old and you're like mommy look 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 and she was like honey I'm working I'm busy blah 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 as a child we can't like process these things as an adult would so we just think oh like I'm not worthy um, yeah like I'm I'm not loved like I'm not cared enough for like I'm not good enough so we like we come up with all these stories that we attach to like little things that would be so ig- insignificant today but they still are like ringing true for us and like just like being reflected into like our relationships and our career so and all good. of these things yeah so why I love breathwork so much is like it allows us to like get into like the ruptures that we have from our wounds not being met and we're meeting ourselves where we are we're meeting our inner child with love we're giving her the breath the love the grace the ease that she needs and we're letting go of all these like stories memories um traumas that like have been established when since we were younger and have been living with us so cool so inner child i owe like all of my knowledge around inner child and shadow work to lacey phillips and to be magnetic because like i kind of mentioned earlier like shadow parts of us are like the darker heavier parts that we don't want to look at so like the bitch the judgment um like the arrogance the jealousy like we as being a human, we have the duality of the light and the dark. Yeah. And the more capacity we have to hold the dark, um, the easier it is to kind of like make peace with it, if that makes sense. No, totally. I feel like the way I've always viewed shadow work is like the work I've done in regard to like my self-awareness and like yes. looking in the mirror. Yeah. There comes a point in your healing journey and like when you're really trying to reach this like elevated self, yeah. your, your true self, mm-hmm. where you kind of get stuck and you can either choose to like stay where you are mm-hmm. or you can really just like drop the ego yeah. look in the mirror and realize like what patterns you're continuing to put forth in your life what toxicity you're bringing into your relationships your life to yeah. your work and so the way I've always viewed shadow work is kind of just looking in the mirror and mm-hmm. being able to admit and drop the ego and like exactly. work in that way exactly and yeah I think that's super tangible it's just like working with the parts of us that we like kind of put aside and it's actually an important question you're to ask yourself is like if you started dating someone like what are the qualities of yourself that you're like fearful of them finding out yeah that's good you don't want them to know about because they're like oh maybe they wouldn't like me Mm -hmm. so like that's a really important question to ask because that shows your shadowy self um and then when it comes to inner child healing it's like can like find a picture of your younger self and like start to connect to him or her and kind of like look into the eyes of this child and like see the pain see the experiences like see the things that like you have grown through and like meet yourself where you are because you're still that version like we are just souls in a human body not the other way around so we're still the same essence we're i love still the that. same wisdom same intelligence so the more that you can connect to your inner child and be like i see you for like being fearful of when dad said this or like when you saw your cousin do this or when your teacher kind of criticized you or like when the boy in class said that you were dumb like we hold those things and it might always like if the the guy next to you when you were like in preschool or something mm-hmm. said that like oh your painting looks shitty like or he's like 
to say that. Shitty. <laughs> um, like that can that can really continue to like No, totally. Yeah, like block you. So like connecting back to that inner child and like asking him or her like what she needs from you now because you guys are in it together. Yeah. And the more that you can like team up and be like we got each other's back. Let's heal what happened back then so we don't have to continue to live from these patterns and these wounds. The easier it is to like transcend them and that's why I love breath work because it's like fast tracked a fast track to doing so I love that like skip the line yeah do it quickly Mm -hmm. it's really cool you say that I feel like I've been doing a lot of inner um child work recently in like big ways and small ways yeah well like that's the name of the game yeah there we can't spiritually bypass any of this stuff and breath work is not a tool to help you bypass it's a it's a tool to help you feel the pain lean into the pain, lean into the heaviness, the dark, um, and just like send it love, send it appreciation, acceptance, forgiveness, and just let it go. Yeah. And we don't always have to like create meanings, um, and stories behind like, Oh, what's that sensation like in my, in my shoulder? Or like, why did this story come up that I haven't like thought about forever? It doesn't need to be that deep. Exactly. You can just like let it go and like release it from the physical body, the mental body, the emotional body, the energetic body. Well, and I think there's like small, like this, I feel like this sounds more intense than it is. And I think that's what you're speaking to. And it can be fun. It's fun. It can be fun and light. And like, there's parts that are going to be so heavy and you're in the trenches and it's, it's, yeah. the trenches are real. Oh, exactly. The they're, trenches are deep dude, and they're real. So real. But there's small ways too that I think you can really work through inner child like healing. And like for me, that's been like I've been doing these like random for instance, like I've played piano my entire life. Love. And yeah. I stopped doing it for yeah. a while because I feel like it like associated like negative memories of like not being good enough mm-hmm. or like whatever. Yeah. And so I got when I moved into my new place like a year and a half ago, I um bought a piano. Yeah. And I've just been like playing for fun. And it's been so mm-hmm. nice and healing for me to like just do it because I love it. Yeah. Even like my friend started a book club. And like, I love reading. I always have, I like love writing and I didn't realize how much it was going to be so like fun for me mm-hmm. to just add these like little things in. Yeah. I started running like and doing running clubs. It's like running and working out has always been so intense and hard mm-hmm. and like judgy and critical for me. Yeah. And just having like a little club to meet up with and yeah. run with and make it like this weekly fun thing yeah. has allowed me to heal in so many little ways and especially 100%. heal my inner child. Yes. So like, yes, do the work like do this breath work push yourself to do inner heal like inner healing in intense ways but also like do little things that like make you happy too like that used to make you happy like little passions that you used to have when you were younger and that you don't do anymore and that you're neglecting Mm -hmm. and I think that's somehow what can be a halt in our healing journeys if like we're so stuck in the journaling and like it going to therapy yeah, like, like just all like, good but all, so intense exactly like we need we need to like you said like just like give our inner child like what she wanted to do back then and what she loved and like finding that creative side again and just like having fun like there needs to be fun on your journey otherwise like you're gonna stay stagnant yeah and you're just gonna look back and be like I'm here I have all this success I pushed Mm -hmm. myself so hard which is great yeah but there needs to be a balance of like I didn't have any fun like I don't remember the last time I just did something for shits and gigs exactly so like I would say like two of my biggest things for like having fun is like you said, like incorporating things back into your lifestyle that you used to love so much. And then like you 
became too cool for it or like yeah. you thought you're gonna be judged for it or you didn't have time for it like do those things like oh my god they will make your soul feel so good they make your inner child feel so nourished and then also like talk to yourself the way that you would talk to your younger self and would that's you be hard. saying those shitty things to your like four-year-old self like no and again it's a muscle we need to strengthen you're not yeah. gonna be like I love you and your body's perfect. And I'm so happy where we are in life. Like it's not always going to be like that. But the more that we can be like, oh, like I'm still that little girl. Like I need to treat her with like the love and the admiration and respect that like she so needed back then and still currently needs. You know, I love that. I absolutely love that. Yeah. Um, okay. What about masculine and feminine energy? This yes. is like such a good topic. <laughs> I feel like I resonate so strongly with this and yeah. I just need you to get into it. Like what is it? How does it work? How are we going back and forth between it, especially as women? Yeah, so um, everything, 99.9999, whatever, all the nines percentage of the universe, of everything, of everyone is energy. So every human is made up of masculine and feminine energy. It doesn't matter what gender you are. Um, so the masculine is all about, like, the devotion, the go, 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 like the, the work hard, um, just like never really giving yourself that break, the competitiveness. And then the feminine is all about like the flow, the rest, the receiving, the receptiveness. Um, and obviously we need to have a balance of both of those. But when we are constantly in the hustle, we're in the grind, we're seeing like everyone on social media is like being all these like go-getters and like never taking time for themselves like that leads to burnout and when we are so in the masculine we disconnect from our feminine essence our cycle our life force and we're not giving our body and our soul and our physiology and our nervous system most importantly the chance to like rest and like actually like recoup and like get into um parasympathetic so that like we can feel into our best self so um it's obviously hard like when you're like trying to be an entrepreneur and like build your yeah. business you're like I have to be the masculine I have to keep going keep going keep going but that shoots out a cortisol which is our like our biggest stress hormone and if we're pumping cortisol out 24 7 we're never our, it's going to shoot our adrenals it's going to create hormonal imbalances it's going to create disruptions in the gut um, microbiome and when that all happens, like, we're not going to be feeling our best self. So, like, taking inventory of the things that you're doing, thinking, acting daily, and understanding whether they're, like, draining your energy or feeding um, your energy and replenishing it and trying to prioritize more of the things that are replenishing it or if you're like I have to be in this like cycle right now with my business and like with yeah. my with my new family or whatever it is that like I have to prioritize like the the structure the routine the go 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 just make sure you sprinkle in some of the feminine. Okay, so I can really speak to that because yeah. my lifestyle is very go, go, go. Yeah. I'm hustling. I'm trying to create an empire over here. It's Hell intense. yeah, girl. <laughs> it's intense. It's been a rough year. Yeah. The podcast, no. The yeah. podcast listeners, no. Yeah. But I was noticing this about myself. Like, I'm always in the masculine energy. Mm -hmm. And this year, I've really put an effort to like be more in the feminine. And some small ways I've done that is like, for instance, I used to go to Orange Theory every single morning. No. Hi, hi <laughs> I know. On, no. Top, on top of my lifestyle. So I, so I noticed that I was just like, I wasn't losing weight. 
but I was going like every day doing these crazy workouts. So I was like, you know what? No, we're going to stop doing this. I started doing Legree Pilates, which is still intense, but it's yeah. very like low intensity on the body. Exactly. And oh my God, I have like seen so much better results. Mm-hmm. I'm so much happier. Yep. I think I've also, and this is like so random, but like I really truly feel this has helped me a lot. I try my best to flex like peace as much as I can so like if someone pisses me off on the road I try so hard to not like tap into like road (laughs) rage or anything no I'm serious I'm 100% serious like anything that I can do to keep my cortisol levels low since Mm -hmm. I know my work life is cortisol high I will yeah. And like even choosing places that I know like to work that I know make me feel good yeah. that are like calming energy, yeah. but especially like walking through the day, like people constantly piss me off. Like constantly. I have this like rule when I go to the coffee shop before 8am, like if you're talking over volume five before 8am, like it pisses me off. Yeah. And I used to let it like get to me and I yeah. feel like it would let the cortisol levels get higher. Like someone would cut me off on the road and I would like be like, oh my God, and like be pissed. Now I'm just like, okay, it's fine. You know, we're all human. And I truly feel like it's helped me stay like somewhat zen through my crazy life. Um, We're more tapped into who you are. Yeah, yeah. We're more present, we're less reactive. Yeah, totally. And like, I I would want you to, I want you to speak on this too, because I feel like something I'm working on is like leaning more into vulnerability and like being able to look weak. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just something from like my childhood and something that I'm really working through. But like, I think as a woman, especially like if you're always in your masculine, you're always going like dating can be really hard too, because you don't fully trust leaning into the feminine. Mm -hmm. Being in the feminine is still such a work in progress for me. And again, it's like, we still have to have the balance. It can't be a hundred percent feminine, a hundred percent masculine, but like tapping into and living in alignment with my cycle and like so women are on a 28 day cycle men are on a 24 hour cycle so like (laughs) we are constantly our brain our hormones our energy our productivity everything about our beings are changing on this lunar cycle so for example our menstrual cycle is like our inner winter So we're not supposed to be doing the orange theory, the high intensity things. Our body wants rest. It wants to go inward. It doesn't want to be doing all these social plans. It wants walking. It wants stretching. It wants things that are very nourishing. It wants warm foods, for example. And then our ovulation phase, which is when we're ovulating, it's when we can get pregnant. Our energy is at its peak. We want to do the high intensity workouts. We want to make all the plans with the friends. So learning about the four phases of your cycle and like what your body, your mind, and your soul is going through during those four phases has been the most transformative thing for me and my clients in terms of like meeting yourself where you're at and being like, I'm on my period. Like I'm not going to be my fullest most like energetic self on this date. Maybe we move this date to like a few days from now when I'm like in my follicular phase. Dude, it's crazy that like we don't know this as I, women. It like I'm gonna have to have I you know. come back on and actually yes. dive into oh, it. I'm obsessed with all things cycle things. Yeah, thinking. because yeah. I feel like as women, like we just don't know anything about our body. No, we, we don't, don't know anything going on. Yeah. We have no idea about our cycle. Like yeah. I am on birth control yeah. and like for the first time I read the packet. Yeah. Like the other day. Yeah. And I just feel like we're not taught in school like anything about our biology mm-hmm. really at all like it's the true. bare minimum yeah and we just like swing through life kind of being like well this is just how it is it yeah. is what it is and like knowledge is power and oh, I yeah. definitely want to know about more about this like especially because I feel like I really don't yeah but it is interesting like women don't realize like I don't know I feel like as women we're very like judgy on ourselves and we're oh, like yeah. I'm just like even when I'm in a bad mood I like catch myself being like 
oh my god like what's wrong with me like why mm-hmm. am I not able to go out or like why am I in this 100%. why am I in that and I never once think like oh it could be related to my cycle yeah which it is and like like learning about that like really helps you like honor the feminine and the masculine because you're like oh like by design I should be more in the feminine right now or more in the masculine so I feel like learning about your cycle um download the my flow app that's like a really beautiful and powerful app that like shows you like what your body's going through, what's the most nourishing things to eat, how to work out, et cetera, like during the four phases. And it will teach you so much about yourself. And I like, love that. for example, when you were doing the orange theory and you're like, I like this, but like my body feels like shit, I'm not losing weight. It's because like when we're working out high intense workouts, like five days before our cycle and on our cycle, we're actually turning on fat storage hormones and muscle wasting. So it's like, we are not taught these things. Like Gosh. we need to be doing more like restorative, low intensity things like around and on our period and then save the high intensity for after. It's the same with like the social plans. Like when I'm on my period, like I don't make a lot of plans and I like, like to like be more like spontaneous like oh maybe I'll go out tonight maybe not yeah so it's like learning about you your unique makeup will help you kind of tap into like your reservoirs of um, feminine and masculine I love that thank you for sharing that so cool I definitely want to have you come back on and actually do like a whole episode on like the site I I feel like women would really appreciate that I'm extremely passionate about that what would you say to someone who's in the midst of their healing journey or has like been working on their healing for a while Mm -hmm. but they feel stuck what are some roadblocks Yeah, so um, the biggest roadblock for me in my journey was not um, prioritizing nervous system regulation. So the health, um, like our health, like just like picture a tree, like that is our health. And the tree needs to like, I mean, it's fed by the soil, which is like our diet and our lifestyle. But the roots is like how like strong the tree will come up. And the root is the nervous system. So if like we look at the tree and like there's like, the flowers aren't coming up or like the branches are like being sketched. Like we don't look at those things and be like, what's going wrong? We have to look at the root and the nervous system is truly the key to heal the body, the mind and the soul altogether. I fully believe that as well. I feel like that was a huge part of my healing. Yeah. And like our, like people are, I feel like are like so victim to like, Oh, well my mom had this type of cancer and my grandmother and blah, blah, like, genes load the gun but like the diet and our lifestyle like how we truly live our life like I think lifestyle more over diet like pulls the trigger so if we can like tap into like how we can like eat and live in a way that is like nervous system regulating so not over exercising like making sure that we're eating as women three meals a day with like 30 grams of protein like it's going to keep our nervous system in a state that feels safe not like on edge so nervous system regulation is is so so crucial and that the biggest needle mover with that is like really being mindful and present and slowing down and doing the meditation the yoga the breath work again this doesn't have to take over our life and we don't always have to be in this mindful yeah you're not like gonna become a monk yeah and like that's my other tip too is like don't lose fun along the way like have fun on your healing journey because it's like if it's always like you're like I'm not having any progress or I'm like I'm doing all this hard work and I'm not seeing comes like loosen your grip like nervous system regulation having fun and not putting timelines on your journey based on other people's trajectory. Well, and also I feel to add to that too, like not being intimidated by the journey either. Like, no, ha- like some people enjoy it. Well, some people hear this and I, I know a lot of people in my life and like who are just like, that's just so intense. Like it all sounds so tense. It is at first. Yeah. 
I think it takes time. It mm-hmm. takes, like we said, like it's an exercise. You get used to it. But once you do that, like workout class, like a lot, it becomes like second nature. It becomes yes. easy. It feels good. But also like it looks different for everyone. Mm-hmm. It's not, it doesn't have to be this deep and like ruin my day thing, but also yeah. like treat it like we do so much work every day. Yeah. We do so much exercising. We do so much work. We yeah. like really grind ourselves to the ground why wouldn't we take just like a little bit of our life to dedicate it to the thing that's actually going to make us like feel good on a day-to-day 100%. and people don't treat like self-healing and like nervous system regulation as like a necessity and I feel mm-hmm. like I believe it is it is a necessity to yeah. living a happy and good life well at the end of the day it's an act of self-love yeah because when we're living and embodied in the energy of self-love like we're freaking limitless well and I, I truly believe that you can't live a successful life whether it's work or like dating or mm-hmm. like family life or whatever if you're not doing this type of self-love yeah because you're just trying to fill voids and you're not able to like truly be with yourself and I think like a healing journey is such a process and it's ever like changing Goes on and forever. evolving it's like it's just like deeper and deeper layers but Another thing too is like when I really started my healing journey, I was like, oh my God, like I need to make sure that like my parents and my family and my friends, like they're all like doing these things because like they can, they can all be so more accelerated in their life and in their career and like in their happiness. And it's like, no, be where your feet are, stay in your own lane and let other people like be a leader so that they can see what you're doing. You don't need to like force other people into their own process. Like they need to yes. do it themselves. Yeah. I feel like you can kind of show people and like talk about yeah. it, but you can't, you can lead the horse to water. You can't exactly. make a drink. Exactly. And like, I think there is a power to just leading by example mm-hmm. and just like living a certain lifestyle because exactly. when people see something in you, like a new light and a new, like almost lust for life. Like yeah, they want to know, like, know what it's, it's about. Like it's upgraded consciousness frequency energy vibration people can feel it you can feel when someone's just like doing the work or like in tune and just happy and like even though life isn't perfect and like it's up and down you can still feel when someone like just has this new lust for life and it's because of self-healing self-love yeah and like you ride the waves and like there's going to be lots of death and rebirth like Ooh, I feel like I'm yeah. constantly going through death and we were This is literally yeah. what me, my best friend came on the podcast the other day and we were just talking about how like how hard the trenches are. Like <laughs> Dude, you just like, they get you good. <laughs> like, you, like you come to an end of a chapter and you're healing and you're almost a little scared because you're like a new one is coming, but it's good. And it doesn't have to be this intense, like yeah. horrible thing. Of course it's hard, but I feel like you just like lean into like, this is just a part of life. And yeah. like, this is what's going to make my life better. A hundred percent. And like all of our breakdowns become our breakthroughs and there's so much gold at the end or at the other side of a dark place. And like where you're like, can we even go up from here? Like we can always go up. And it's like, we learn so much about ourselves when we are in these trenches, when we are in the dark, when we are in the heavy, because Oh, like we just become such light beings and like, we're always light beings, but like we're, we're constantly upgrading our consciousness. If we're able to like, just ride, like I said, those waves of the ups and downs and like be able to be in that magic dark. You're growing like through anything that you're feeling, whether it's dark, light, good, bad. I'm going to ask you the last question that I ask everybody before you do the breath work because I feel like we should end on the breath work. Looking back on your journey, Mm -hmm. everything you've been through to get to the point you are now, like how do you see it? How do you see the journey? How do you see where where you started, where you are now? Oh my god. It's a huge question. So well, interpret that, at your own. Yeah, that's a beautiful question. Um I feel like this journey has truly given me a deeper sense 
of knowing who I am at the soul level. I love that. I feel like I was so disassociated, disattached, not connected to my soul and my truth and my power and my purpose. And the more that I have worked on myself and that I've helped other people in their own process, the more I continue to tap into all that I just said and learn more about myself. So I think this whole journey has truly been a journey of letting go of past versions of myself and past things that weren't serving me and like unlearning everything that I kind of have learned up to 25 years old and stepping into this new aligned version of me who is like living from a place of love and of truth and of like my soul's purpose and it's going to continue and like cycle and go through the ups and downs but I think it's truly giving me clarity um of like what I came here to do and how I'm supposed to guide people on their own journey and just like be of service to the collective I love that I love that you said that too because I feel like one of the hardest parts of like a a healing journey as I call it is like we can and I think this is very normal and human we can get like very like victim mentality in the sense of like why did this have to happen to me? Like, why did all of this have to happen to me? And it still is hard for me on some days. Yeah. Um, but like, I feel like there's a beauty in like pushing yourself to heal, not just for yourself, but you start to realize like, wow, like I'm actually so thankful that this happened to me. It's providing me a wisdom and understanding to be able to do what I do now. And like, as hard as it is, like, I'm so the more and more I heal, the more and more I realize like, wow, like, I am so happy that I am more in tune with myself and more of a dynamic person. And I'm able to like Mm. step in and really like connect and help people. And it's a good feeling and it makes the shitty part feel better. Yeah. And you are such a dynamic person. And I think like the more like zoomed out perspective that we have of our whole life and you can like see how all these things, the breakups, the getting rejected, like the getting like, quit from a job whatever it is like they all have divine purpose and there's higher powers at work that is like making sure that all these things either work out or don't work out because it's all happening for you and not to you and the more that you can take I always tell my friends like no matter what they're going through I'm like loosen the grip girl loosen the grip yeah if we can just create space for the divine and for these higher powers to like work through us there's so much beauty yeah and it's obviously so much harder said than done oh, but yes, like yes, yes. leaning in yeah. but <laughs> it's like it's still a process that I'm working through I mean it's but. a human I think <laughs> yeah. it's a human condition yeah but I think just being aware of it and like choosing 100%. every every time choosing surrender instead yeah. of chokehold yeah okay <laughs> that's good yeah um choose surrender over chokehold we should put that on a yeah. t-shirt <laughs> It's so funny. I love that. But yeah, choosing every time you can choosing it. I yeah. feel like it, it allows you to, con- to choose the surrender option more than the chokehold more often. Yeah. The more we you always have a choice it. and it's like, there is so much power. Like we are constantly co-creating our reality. And if we can like take a step back and be like, okay, like how do I want to like step forward with this? Like there, we, ha- we just have so much power and it's like, we can unleash it if we like, if we take responsibility of our journey and yeah. our life. It's like almost like an oxymoron, right? Like we have so much power and control over our lives. And the way we do that is by surrendering. Okay. Let's end 
So Morgan said she was going to end the episode yes. with a little breathwork exercise. Let's do it. And I really want you. So what, what type should we do? What is it? What, you're the master. Let's do the triactive because that's my go-to and it's just so powerful. And we'll just do like a little taste. We'll do okay, like, yeah, a little we'll taste. do like three minutes okay, perfect. of the, the active, but I'll ground you in your body with your normal breath and then I'll ground you out and we'll go from there. And also... Yeah. For whoever's listening, only do this if you are not driving. Yeah. <laughs> or like you're like make sure that yeah, do it if you're like in your bed or in your house or you're like you're somewhere safe where you can like close your eyes. And yeah. Like if you're driving, pause the episode and do this when you get home. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's our little make warning. Sure that you are safe. Okay. Our liability <laughs> warning. Exactly. Okay, I'm putting my um, mic down so that I can do it yeah, with you. So like sit up in a comfortable position with your spine straight and just start to close down the eyes starting to bring awareness to your breath just inhaling naturally in through the nose and exhaling out the mouth you can place both hands over your heart if that feels good right now just rooting you into your body Connecting you to your life force. Allowing your nervous system to ground down in the present moment. And starting to call to mind an intention you have for this short little breath session. It can be a mantra, affirmation, a phrase. Self-love, compassion, surrender. Whatever it is, just start to breathe that intention in and out through your heart space here. You are held, you are supported, you are guided by the surface beneath you, in the space that you are sitting and laying, and also in the space that I am holding and providing for you. Just allowing this intention to infuse into all of your cells, your organs, your glands. And before we dive into the active breath, I just want you to visualize here a cord coming from the bottom of your tailbone and making its way at lightning speed through all of the layers of earth, down through the rivers, the streams, the gravel, the dirt, down, down, down until it links up with a ruby red gemstone. This is the heart of Earth, of Gaia, of the divine feminine frequency. And I want you to breathe in here as you connect with Earth, with everything and everyone in the universe. And bringing this ruby red color of divine light and love up through all the layers of earth until it hits your body. And I want you to see this light just infuse in and around you until you are fully filled up with this grounding divine feminine energy. And taking three deep rounds of inhales and exhales here before we change up the breath into the triactive. 
It is safe to let go. It is safe to surrender. And with that, let's try the breath together. So placing both of your hands by your side, palms facing up to the energy to receive. And we're just going to start with an inhale into the belly, an inhale into the chest, exhale, all through the mouth, conscious and connected, no stopping at the top or the bottom. So inhale, inhale, exhale, belly, chest, release, in, up, out. Your mind is probably already trying to self-sabotage this experience, but just focus on the sounds of your breath, feeling the breath move throughout your body and letting it go with ease, with love, with grace. Continuing here, belly, chest, exhale, bringing in new fresh oxygen into the bloodstream making its way up into the hypothalamus and letting all the endorphins go throughout your body in order to unhook the mind. Belly, chest, exhale. Letting the ego step aside so you can tune into your heart. In, up, out. And breathing into any parts of you right now that feel tight, tense, tingly. Sending love and compassion to the parts of you that want to be seen, that want to be witnessed, that want to be acknowledged, given love to, with your beautiful and potent breath. Belly, chest, exhale. And just creating that sacred space for any emotions, memories, stories to come up to the surface in order to be released, recycled, transmuted. And just breathing in this triactive way for about one minute left. Letting go of all the debris, all the layers of protection, all the grief, sadness, fear, anxiety around your heart. Letting it go with every exhale. Bringing in new, fresh oxygen and life force to reset, to renew, to recalibrate your entire being, your entire vessel, your mind, your body, and your soul. You are the medicine. You are the drug, and this breath is allowing you to see that you have all the answers within you that you seek. And taking about three more rounds of this active breath here before we come into integration. With this just meeting yourself again with your natural breath in through the nose and out through the mouth. You did it. That was the work. And just sit in the quantum realm and the energy of pure potential here where the mind is still unhooked and you are in the body. Allowing the energetics to catch up to this 3D physical reality. 
And from this space, I want you to call to mind your intention again. And I want you to visualize you in your most aligned state. And as you see him or her, I want you to more importantly tap into the feelings associated with you being your most magnetic, vibrant, abundant, joyful, happy, generous, loving self. Breathing naturally here as you create this beautiful visual. The brain doesn't know the difference between what it sees in real life and what it sees in its mind's eye. And taking as long as you desire here to create this reality for yourself. For everyone that needs to get back to their day, I want you to just visualize this for one more minute as you allow the mind and the nervous system to come back online. And breathing in gratitude for already feeling like you have achieved and that you are all that you desire. Because if you desire it, you are destined for it. Maybe this gratitude, this love brings a smile to your face, sparkle to your soul. And taking in three deep grounding and intentional inhales and exhales, bringing in as much air through the belly and releasing, maybe with a sigh on the exhale. Whenever it feels good, starting to bring some movement back into your body, starting with your fingers and your toes, maybe giving yourself a hug. If you haven't hugged yourself in a while, please do so. A radical act of self-love. Thank you for allowing me to be your guide. Thank you for showing up. And take out this gratitude and this love for the rest of your day. Yeah. I feel so relaxed. Good. <laughs> I did it full on, you guys. I should have laid down, honestly, on this book. No, it's okay. You still, my vision you still get the feel. Oh my gosh, I just opened my eyes. Well, because like, it, it clears all the things that are blurring our vision. I love it. And that's like when you do an actual journey and you're in the active breath for like 25, people do it for three hours, 25 minutes and three hours, even more, like you get into psychedelic like states. So you I really can bring that. that vision to life, girl. <laughs> I need to like really start doing that. I'm like, yes. I need to start on like a weekly basis and then Dude, an every day. I do like manifestation and breath work sessions with clients and at like hour, but I'm also like Reiki certified. And so I bring in like my energy healing and like my channel and my like intuition with your guides and my guides. So it's like, it's an upgraded thing when we were on I love that school, thank you yes, so much for coming course, on and doing a little course. free breath work for so everybody fun. please drop your socials so that people can yes. find you yeah 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 um, I'm on 
Instagram at Morgan Diana Wellness. I'm also on TikTok at the same name. And then my website is MorganDianaWellness.com. Perfect. Thank Thank you you so much, Morgan. Thank you for having me on, girlfriend. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode and I hope you leave here feeling motivated and inspired. Do not forget to rate and review the pod on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And don't forget to follow How I See It Pod so you can keep up with podcast updates and see who's coming on next. And if you're not already, come join the fam and follow at How Hand Sees It. Thank you, guys. <laughs>